What's up? This is the Katie Speaking Live True Podcast. I'm your host, Katie O. Smith. And I'm so excited to be with you today because I am sharing a series of victory stories. And if you need some inspiration, go back to katiespeakingpodcast.com. You can listen to more of my podcasts that I've talked about different things, different areas where God has given me freedom, where God has healed me and restored me. And today we're talking about compulsive overeating. So and that might be a awkward topic for some of you, especially in this uh, body affirming culture that we have. I just want to start off by saying you and I are made in the image of God. That's what the Bible says. But sometimes we, because we live in a sinful world that is broken, our bodies can become distorted. The way we think becomes distorted. The way we love can become distorted. All of those things. And so on this podcast, I'm going to be sharing my victory story of how God truly saved me from a life of struggling with compulsive overeating. And I'm so excited about this because it is truly a victory story. Um, so let's go ahead and start off with some um, greetings. First of all, if you're watching live, hi, Angie, thanks for watching live. It's great to have you here. So I'm so excited to share this with you. Um, so when I was, I'm 44 now, but when I was 19, I came home from my first year in college and I had gained more than the freshman 15. <laughs> now, um, I'm five, four and I'm five, four and three quarters. And, uh, I was, I forget how much I weighed, but I was like, I kept getting bigger in size. I remember my freshman year in college, I flew home for spring break and I had to get a whole new wardrobe. Yikes, because I had just ballooned and, um, we can talk about that, you know, kind of like how I grew up was, uh, my mom was an amazing cook, but she also worked full time more than full time sometimes. And so, um, my eating habits were just terrible. I didn't know what a portion was. Um, my brothers were really thin and um, very lanky when they were growing up. And I, from the time I was 11 on, I just, I wasn't like a skinny girl. Like I wasn't skinny. It's funny. Cause I look back at pictures now and I was like, <laughs> I actually was skinny. What was I thinking? Um, but to me, I wasn't. And so, um, and I was even told like, oh, you're big boned. It's okay. You're just big. But I remember my grandmother who was overweight telling me, oh, you're just a big boned girl, you know, and um, people making excuses for what I thought was really overweight. I played water polo in high school, my first two years of high school. So I was athletic. I wasn't as thick as some of the other girls on my team, but, um, but to me, I was, I was overweight. And then I went to college and those unhealthy eating habits came with me. I didn't know what a portion was. I didn't know. Um, and actually only just recently learned about, uh, what happens to our digestion at night. So I'm going to be touching on all those things. Um, uh, but what happened when I came home, uh, was I, I came home from that first year in college and my mom looked amazing. She had lost probably 50 pounds and she looked incredible. And I was like, mom, what have you done? Like you look incredible. And she's like, well, I started going to this 12 step program for compulsive overeaters and, um, anybody can do it. And I'm like, I'm coming, I'm coming today. Um, because I had really really started to believe that there was no hope for me. I had really started to believe that I was doomed um, and that I was just going to be like this really big girl. And um, 
I, I just thought that that was like what, what was, I thought it was genetics, all this kind of stuff. But anyway, so I went to the first uh, CEA How meeting, Compulsive Eaters Anonymous. You're going to want to write this down. It's a free program, Compulsive Eaters Anonymous, CEA, and then How, H-O-W, stands for Honesty, Open-Mindedness, and Willingness. It is a 12-step program for compulsive overeaters. And uh, they recommend going, you go three times a week. It's totally free. Um, You get what's called a sponsor that you check in with on a daily basis. They have all these questions that you go through in your first 30 days in the program to help um, really bring self-awareness. And then um, you also get what's called a food plan and you learn what a portion is. And I started going all in on those areas. Like I signed up that night. I committed, like you commit your first 30 days to no sugar, no alcohol, and to only eat what is weighed and measured. And they even give you a list of foods and portion size. So you have to be willing to commit to all of that. And then you get, uh, you can ask somebody in the group who's shared if they would be your sponsor. And this is somebody that you call every single morning. And, um, I heard somebody speak that night and I just loved her so much. Um, she actually became like an auntie in my life. She actually helped throw my bridal shower when I got married, baby showers, when I had babies. Um, this person has just been, she's been a a true aunt, a true friend and, um, her, I will never forget her work with me because, um, it was the first place I learned that it was actually safe to confess sin. And, um, so a lot of times when we are, um, overeating or when we have a habit, um, that is not life-giving, it's because we're compensating for something else. And for me, I would eat when I was hungry. I would eat late at night. I would eat when I was, you know, discouraged or depressed. I was really not self-aware. And, um, those things, I mean, it happens to all of us. Like when you go through a season of grief or loss or change, it's easy to lose self-awareness in those seasons because there's so much happening and you just don't have the time that you need to really process. And so you can, we used to say you, I got into the food again, you know, I got into the food again. I went to the ice cream again, or I went, whatever the food is. Right. Um, but I just want to tell you that I I couldn't believe it. So I ended up not just doing no sugar for um, that first 30 days. I ended up losing like a ton of weight right away. Like the weight just like fell off me. It was amazing and had to get a new wardrobe, (laughs) which was a lot of fun. And I went back to college and actually met my husband like a week later on campus. Like God did so much in my life that summer. He allowed me to just see my sin for what it was. And, um, if you don't have somebody that it's safe to confess your sins to, like, I can relate to that. This program gave me that it taught me what confidentiality was. And it really taught me like, no, you can own your mistakes in certain relationships. You can be very transparent and God will use that to set you free. Hallelujah. So, um, the Bible verse that goes with that is actually James five sixteen about confessing your sins to one another. It says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Um, And there's another place that says, when we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to purify us from all unrighteousness. There's uh, also a third reference, which is um, when we confess our sins to one another, we have fellowship with one another. And so there's something about this confession that actually makes your heart able to um, bond with others. And if you're missing that in the body of Christ, or if you've never had that in your relationships, 
um, then I would encourage you to start looking for that. Start looking for healthy relationships. Reach out to me for resources with specific questions you might have. Um, I'll email you back at katie at katiespeaking.com. So what ended up happening? Um, this was so cool. So at 19 years old, God taught me what a portion was. He helped me learn how to confess sin. He helped me learn how to build in these disciplines that I'd never had before around my eating. Like, so what had gone wrong my freshman year in college? I was only eating once a day to save money. And um, I would like order a pizza and split it with my roommate. And she would eat half and I would eat half. And we would drink soda, which is like full of sugar. It was horrible. It was so bad for us. And um, anyway, the good news is that um, God like showed me what I did wrong and he showed me what I could do right to manage my body better. So I remember when I got pregnant with my first son, I was like 128 pounds. This was years later. I was, um, almost 23. And, um, I was, I was really in great shape when, when I was pregnant with him. And then like, even the day he was born, I think I weighed more, um, that freshman year in college than I did the day he was born. And then, stayed in really good shape. And then slowly, um, after I had a hysterectomy in my late twenties, which I'll talk about on a different episode, um, had to have a complete hysterectomy. Um, and the weight started creeping back up and, um, I really struggled with that until, or I didn't, I didn't struggle. I just, I didn't make myself a priority and, um, I didn't know what the limits were and I didn't know really what was mine to be responsible for before the Lord. And so on that note, two key Bible verse or two key ideas. One is a Bible verse. It's from first Corinthians six, first Corinthians six. Let me get there. Sorry. Taking a minute. Okay. First Corinthians six. Um, 19, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God. You do not belong to yourself for you were bought with a high price. You must honor God with your body. Um, so I'm using this in the context of self-management and self-discipline. Um, but this, it, the, that verse is actually in a paragraph about, sex. <laughs> and it's saying, don't give yourself to a prostitute. Don't give yourself to anyone before you're married. Um, your body is precious to God. So I'm going to read that again. Um, actually I'll, I'll read the whole thing. This is from the new living translation. I'm going to start with, um, verse 15. Don't you realize that your bodies are actually parts of Christ? Should a man take his body, which is part of Christ, and join it to a prostitute? Never. And don't you realize that if a man joins himself to a prostitute, he becomes one with her? For the scriptures say the two are united into one. But the person who is joined to the Lord is one with him. Run from sexual sin. Um, the KJV says fornication, which means sex bef uh, before you're married. Run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Don't you realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. 
I'm so glad that verse is there. Can I just tell you, like during COVID, my weight started to go up again. And um, <laughs> I know I was like, Arr! and I had gone to this amazing event in 2019 is actually what kicked off my um, my life and business coaching career. And um, I made a commitment about my health at that event that I was going to lose the extra 25 pounds or whatever it was. I don't remember what, what weight it was I started at, but um, slowly from 2019 to, it took me to like May of 2020, I lost all the weight that I had been carrying for the previous decade, which was awesome. It was like 25 pounds or so. And, um, then I started working on other areas of my health and I'll, I'll talk about that another time. It was, um, liver decongesting became my priority, but then again, the weight started to creep back up and it was just slowly, slowly, slowly. So over time, here are the principles that I really want to inspire you because look at me now, guys, I'm so excited. I've been working on my weight again since, um, when did I start working on my weight again? When did I make that a priority again? Oh, last May. So it's been about a year, but, um, I let work and stress and just all the things, right. Just, I wasn't like compulsively overeating. I just wasn't taking care of my eating the way I could have. And I wasn't really the key thing for me, I think was not moving. So look, I'm going to show a picture later, but, um, ah, so you can see my body shape now, right? Like this is a healthy Katie. This is a good size for me. Um, I'd like to be a little bit, uh, leaner, but, um, my angel investor job that I do has me walking a ton. Um, so like five miles at a time or six miles at a time or more. Um, so that has really helped in the last couple of weeks. I'm like, I'm getting so slowed down. So if you're blowing it, it could just be that your body is not able to process the toxins that are happening in and around you, stress hormones, all that kind of stuff. And so you're just not releasing it. Um, for me also, I was eating at night. So write this down. Okay. I'm going to write it down with you. Number one, don't eat after sunset. Don't eat after sunset. You don't have to join a 12-step program to employ that idea. What do you do instead, right? Because most of the time, if we're eating after sunset, it's because we're hungry. <laughs> it's because we didn't do dinner, right? Drink your water, by the way. Let me take a sip. But don't eat after sunset. And um, here's why. Your digestion changes after the sun goes down. Um, I have I've verified this. I've proven this. I've seen this in my husband's life. And I'm hoping and praying that we get to start coaching together and speaking together when he's a little bit better than he is now. Um, but weight wise, physically, he has transformed. He's lost over 85 pounds. And part of it was don't eat after sunset. So what do you do instead? Kefir. So I have learned, whoops, I pressed on the keyboard here. I have learned that if I will drink the unsweetened, it has to be plain kefir, um, even just like five gulps, five gulps of kefir, kefir, five gulps, um, that will satiate me for the night. I can go to bed and because you're not supposed to, yeah, Angie, Angie knows you're not supposed to eat after sunset. And um, so that will really help you at night. That's one easy thing you can do right now to help your weight. The other thing is like, uh, eliminate sugar. Like basically sugar is like cancer. So it's easy to say eliminate sugar, but you, you truly have to make a decision that you're not going to do that. You're just not going to, I just don't eat sugar. It makes it really simple. I just don't eat sugar. So decide not to eat sugar. 
Um, and I'm not saying you can't have it at a birthday party or a wedding or something like that, but you know, you, you know, you, and I know me like, it was so funny. Um, I can't remember the last time I had sugar. And then, uh, we were walking by a local business that was called best donuts and I had never been in there and I'm a big fan of supporting local businesses. And so I'm like, I'm going to go in there and see if they have my favorite kind of donut. So I went in there, they didn't have it. They had one that was kind of similar to it and I bought it took three bites and I was done with it. I was like, this is, this is terrible. Like this, it tastes amazing, but it's terrible for me. And I know that, and I don't even want it anymore. And I tossed the donut, but my taste buds have literally, literally changed. And the way that they changed, um, really, it was just, I, I realized that my vision for my health had to change. Uh, My vision for my health had to change that it was worth saying no to all kinds of things because healthy was better we had this saying in CEA, how the nothing tastes as good as healthy feels. Nothing tastes as good as healthy feels. So Kefir late at night, get rid of the sugar altogether. That's like an easy one. Um, I do, I do put honey in my coffee and I use heavy cream in my coffee and that really helps too. Um, heavy cream. And I'll even put like butter in my coffee. So I'm adding in these healthy fats, Um, and that helps me to not be as hungry first thing in the morning or like in the middle of the morning. Um, but those two things don't eat after sunset and eliminate sugar. And then third thing, third thing would be, you've got to move. You've got to move your body. You've got to move your body. You've got to move your body. Like if you're sitting all day in front of a computer, you're just going to pile on the pounds. That's what happened to me. Like from, oh gosh, it was terrible from, Um, I think it was like May of 21 after I lost all that weight until May of 22, I just piled on the weight because I just wasn't moving. I was sitting in front of a computer all day, every day and no physical activity. And when I was looking for, um, an angel investor job, I was like, I've got to do something that moves. Like I just have to, I can't not move. So you've got to move. Those are the three secret weapons there. Um, that I think will really support you in your journey with health and wellness. But if you've never been part of a uh, 12-step program, you have more than 30 pounds to lose. I would strongly encourage you to reach out to CEA How Compulsive Eaters Anonymous, Honesty, Open-Mindedness, and Willingness. It's a totally free program. There are no excuses. So then it's like, okay, why wouldn't I go to that? Um, I don't have the time. Okay, well, you're going to pay now or pay later when it comes to your health. That's true in your relationships. That's true in your business or career. You're going to pay now or pay later. So we all have choices to make and we get to choose what the hard is that we're going to move forward in. And I hope and pray that the hard that you choose is the life-giving hard, the hard that is going to help you to be able to function well and really have a vision for your future. So my vision for my future, I I jokingly say, but I actually am aiming for this. I want to live to be 126 years old. I think 126 is what I say most of the time. And uh, if I'm going to live to be 126 years old, I want to do that really well. I want to be strong. I want to be fit. And um, I want to be in great shape. I want my 
everything about me to be in really good shape. My heart, my soul, my mind, my finances, my relationships, all of it so that I can go the course. And why would I want that? I think the reason I really want that is because um, I am so grateful to Jesus. I am so grateful to Jesus for how he has forgiven me of all my sin. There is no better feeling on the planet. There's no better feeling on the planet than to know you are completely forgiven and to walk in that repentance, to walk in choosing to do things his way as he shows me my sin day after day. And I'm like, ah, I don't want that. I don't even want that. I want him. I want him. He is better than any food I could eat. He's better than any drink I could drink. He is better than anything that I could do um, with my body. The pleasures of this world are just worthless compared to the joy of knowing Jesus and knowing that I'm saved, knowing that I have his love for eternity, that all my guilt for all the sin that I've committed past, present, and future was paid for by Jesus. You know, if you haven't watched the movie, The Passion, or you haven't watched it in a while, just want to encourage you to take some time and go watch The Passion. It will stir your heart for what Christ has done for you. And we need our hearts stirred again and again. So friend, wherever you're at in your health journey, may you have a compelling vision that leads you. The way that I'm going forward is Lord Jesus. I want to honor you with my body. I want to honor you with my life. I am, I need your help. I am, I need your help. I'm so desperate for your help, Lord. I cannot do it on my own, but you give us the Holy Spirit and you give us the power to change. You give us the will to change. You give us the desire to change. Maybe you don't even have the will or the desire to change right now in your health or your life in different areas of your life. You can ask God to give you the desire to change. You can make a decision and say, I know that what my flesh wants is not God's best for me. And I'm going to choose his ways. And by doing that again and again and again, you bring your body into obedience to Christ and he will help you with that. And you could ask other people to help you too. So what are you going to do from this podcast? I'm not just here to be a chattering sound in your ear. I want to inspire you. I want to encourage you. I want to declare to you and I want to challenge you to move forward in your health. What do you need to do today, right now, make a decision. Is it, I'm not going to eat after, I'm just going to be one of those people that doesn't eat after sunset. Or is it going to be, I'm going to go Google a CEA how group because I need that. I need that group. Or I'm going to join a weight loss group at my church, or I'm going to start walking one day a week. It's better than nothing, but go all in. Like, don't be half-hearted. Don't be lukewarm. Go all in. You matter. Your life matters. Your testimony to the watching world matters. The power of God, the, the power that raised Christ from the dead is accessible to you and me through Jesus. That's amazing. He helped me. Oh my gosh. I know how hard it was. I know how hard it was to say no, Uh, to call my sponsor every morning and be like, okay, I'm going to have one egg and I'm going to have uh, four ounces of melon, (laughs) but it's okay to humble yourselves, friends, because God's ways are better. He will reorient, restore, renew you, body, mind, and spirit. Let me pray for you. 
Father God, thank you so much for your love for us that it doesn't run out, that there's nothing we can do to um, make you stop loving us. And Father, I pray that we would inspire one another onto good works, that we would honor you with our bodies, that we would honor you with our disciplines. Lord, help, help. So many of us did not grow up in discipline. We did not grow up in healthy self-image. We need you to write our thoughts about these things. We need to choose your ways because you give us the power to do that. It's accessible. I'm so thankful for what you've done in my heart, Lord. I'm so thankful that you've healed my husband of a sugar addiction that was 48 years in the making. And now he's 50 years old and he is free from it. We thank you and we praise you and we commit this to you in Jesus name. Amen.